Welcome back to Encouraging Words to Give You Hope. I'm your host, Hope, the author and founder of Meditate Hope, with the mission of encouraging people to meditate on the hope of Jesus because when you do, it changes everything. So far in our study of Ephesians, we have looked at the first three chapters of Ephesians that have touched on the foundations of our faith, from Paul talking about our redemption story to the gospel being for all people and to God's master plan. In the rest of these chapters, we will see many practical applications Paul gives the Ephesians to live out their faith, maturing and growing in their walk with Christ, and putting on the armor of God daily. As we dive into Ephesians chapter 4, join me verse by verse as we open up our Bibles and study God's word. In verses 1 through 6, Paul starts with a call to unity among the church in Ephesus. Notice in verse 1 how he says the following, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Here we see how Paul desires for the people to live out the divine calling God has given to each and every one of them. And throughout this letter, we will see how Paul continues to encourage them. In verses 2 through 3, Paul encourages them to be completely humble, gentle, patient, and loving towards one another. He also encourages them to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. As you will notice, unity is a key word we will see throughout this chapter as Paul discusses this with the Ephesians. Paul expands more on unity, writing to them in verses 4 through 6. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Next, Paul touches on how Christ came down to earth, died on the cross, gave us his gift of grace, then ascended back to heaven. He even refers back to Psalm 68 verse 18. He writes in verses 7 through 10, But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean? except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fulfill the whole universe. Next, in relationship to unity in the church, Paul touches on spiritual leadership in the church. He writes in verses 11 through 13, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Here Paul talks about how leaders in the church, from pastors to teachers to evangelists, etc., are given to us by God so that we can be taught the word of God and be equipped to serve him. Through spiritual leadership, the body of Christ is built up until reaching unity and having knowledge of God so that we can become mature in Christ, knowing the fullness of him. Along with spiritual leadership, Paul discusses spiritual maturity with the Ephesians. He says in verses 14 through 16, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking truth and love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, 
grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. In these verses, Paul is talking about how as we continue to grow deeper in our relationship with Christ, we will no longer be infants tossed and overwhelmed by the storms of life and by every wind of false teaching, but we will be rooted in Christ. We will speak truth in love, be more like Christ, together in every part and ligament of the body, built in love as each part does its work. Paul talking about spiritual maturity is something we will see him expand more on in the following verses. But something I took note of here is what one sign of spiritual maturity is. Think about how you have grown in your walk with Christ this past year. One sign to see if we are growing in our spiritual walk is that more of Jesus' attributes are seen through our lives, such as humility, love, gentleness, and patience. Next, notice how Paul says that every part does its work. Everyone in the body of Christ has a specific calling or gift God has given them. We are all different, and what a gift that is. God loves variety, and we see that throughout his creation and his most precious creation, us. You may not have the same gift as the person you sit next to at church, and that's okay. God has given a unique purpose for each and every one of us to build his kingdom as we then come together as the body, one and united in Christ. In verses 17 through 24, Paul talks to the Ephesians about putting on the new self. He tells them that they must no longer live as Gentiles do, but live as Jesus did, pursuing righteousness and holiness. He expands on how they used to live, a list that can sound familiar because it's how we too lived before coming to know Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. Paul says how they lived in darkness and the futility of their thinking, separated from life with God because of their pride and hardening of their hearts and indulged in every impure thing. He tells them that this is the exact opposite of what they learned when they heard about Christ and when they were taught the truth of God's word. He tells them in verses 22 through 24, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. As we have seen in the previous weeks, when Jesus saved us by dying on the cross and we have accepted him as our personal Lord and Savior, we are leaving the former way of life and putting on our new self, transformed by the renewing of our mind, created to live like Jesus because we are made in the image of God. In the last few verses, verses 25 through 32, Paul gives what living a Christian life can look like for the Ephesians and us. He says that they must put off falsehood and instead speak truthfully to one another, for we are members again of one body united in Christ. He says that in our anger to not sin and to not let the sun go down while we are still angry, for the devil is always at work to make us stumble and to do the opposite of the Lord's ways. Word for word, this is what Paul writes to the Ephesians in verses 28 through 32. Follow along in your Bible and meditate on these verses with me. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. 
and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Now it's time for our discussion questions and application. From this chapter, there are so many practical applications Paul gives us, so let's get into how we can apply this into our everyday lives. Number one, one main thing we saw throughout this chapter was a call to unity among the church in Ephesus. Through this, Paul recognized God's authority by pointing out that Christ is the head. Do you recognize God's authority in your own life? Do you surrender all at his feet knowing he is in control and everything belongs to him? If we want to be united as the body of Christ, it starts with recognizing that Christ is the head over all. He has complete authority and his Holy Spirit is there to guide us in our everyday lives. With recognizing that God has authority in our lives, that means that we submit to his plan for our life even if it's not what we want. It means we obey his word even when it's hard. It means we humble ourselves seeing that he doesn't owe us anything, but we truly owe him everything. Number two, the other main thing we saw throughout this chapter was Paul talking to the Ephesians about Christian living and spiritual maturity. He encouraged them to be humble, gentle, patient, and loving towards one another. He told them that everyone has a part to play in the body and everyone must be faithful in the calling God has given them. He also told them to encourage one another, forgive one another, and be kind and compassionate to one another just as God would. If someone were to examine your life, would they say you live more like the world or like Jesus? One of the main things we should strive for as Christians is to live like Jesus so that when we encounter other people, they see Jesus through us. Are the attributes of God seen in your character? How have you grown in your walk with Christ this past year? We have to be consistently watering our spiritual garden by being in the word, by being in prayer, and by being with the body of Christ. Because if we do not water our spiritual garden, it's going to die. Our faith will be dead. Let us consistently strive to live more like Jesus and less like the world. Let every move you make be led by Jesus. Let your life be worthy of the calling you have received, as Paul says, let us live our lives all for his glory, whether that's being kind and compassionate to one another, showing the love of Christ to those in need, or being nourished in the word. Let's keep running the race all for his glory as the body of Christ united in him. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast episode. I hope I encouraged you and brought you closer to God. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. For daily Christian encouragement throughout your week and Bible journaling inspiration, you can follow at Meditate Hope on Instagram. That's M-E-D-I-T-A-T-E-H-O-P-E. For weekly devotionals and Christian resources, you can go to meditatehope.lovely.com. That's M-E-D-I-T-A-T-E-H-O-P-E dot W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. Remember that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.